Five years ago, I set off on a backpacking trip through Southeast Asia. It was my first time traveling on my own, and I was leaning into the discomfort and the possibility of everything. I slowly made my way into northern Laos, to a town surrounded by limestone mountains. And there, people told me about a blue lagoon. And when I, found, I, when I arrived, I found the perfect oasis for this overheated Alaskan, a sleepy river running through it, and a tall, magnificent tree in the center. And I watched with envy as people climbed that tree and joyfully jumped into the water below. I desperately wanted to join them, but also had a lingering fear of heights, so I just kind of stood at the base of the tree, somehow trying to will myself to courage. And that's when a stranger walked up to me and did the unexpected. He offered me his hand, and he climbed the full height with me. And when I got to the top, he patiently counted one, two, three. And I wish I could say I jumped the first time he did that. <laughs> but it took more than a few times you know, before my legs weakened and they sent me soaring. We barely had time to exchange our names, where we were from, before we both had to say goodbye. Thomas was a French traveler, also backpacking on his own. And he was sweet. It was a sweet moment. It, it could have been just that, but call it fate or luck or something else. One city later, in the earliest hours of dawn, we both got on the same small bus. And that meeting at a tree became the start of a rich, beautiful dream. And those next few days unfolded so gently, our attraction and chemistry building gradually. We probably would have kissed hours earlier if it wasn't for our friend David, who we'd met on the bus. David, well, he always seemed to know the perfect moment to interrupt us. He was lovable and insufferable all at once. And I swear David knew exactly what he was doing. But I'm also grateful for David, because by the time Toma and I finally did kiss on a balcony under the stars, it felt like we'd been waiting forever. And from that first kiss, it was easy to continue to travel together. We fell in love on bus rides and over bowls of soup while reading in hammocks. He was the complement to my strengths and the counterbalance to my neuroses. Open-minded in ways I hadn't discovered yet. He was curious and creative and very affectionate. He also knew how to identify my edges, that razor-thin area beyond my comfort zone, like this, <laughs> and danger, and he would push me towards that. It's one of the things I loved the most about him. It's also one of the things I hated the most about him, but he'd back it up with a lot of encouragement, and I learned so much about myself in the process. Because of Toma, I took risks I would have never otherwise taken, like when he convinced me to try busking or street art when we lived in Australia. At that time, he was a full-time clown, red nose, suspenders, balloons, and all. And he was genuinely hilarious and extremely well-loved. But the idea of me taking my art and sitting in the middle of a city, talking to anybody who stopped by, it, it was terrifying. I could think of literally everything that could go wrong. But Thomas, being Thomas, could think of even more things that could go right. So with his hand in mine, I gathered my art and I picked a spot. And when people stopped by, I would offer them a jar of questions. Questions about life and dreams and love and meaning, and they could pick one to ask or to answer if they wanted. And as you can imagine, people did not disappoint. 
They told me just about everything. I learned a lot about boundaries in the process. <laughs> I also learned a lot about vulnerability and open-heartedness. One young man, he cried while he held my portrait of him in his hands. He told me that he'd struggled with depression for years and that for the first time in a long time, he could see the kindness in his own eyes and his own inherent goodness reflected back to him. And I think I understood how he felt. I know that we all need that reminder sometimes. For five years, Toma was that reminder for me. He was my lover and my confidant. He was my family. And we built our relationship on a beautiful beginning. We always knew we were so lucky. But we also knew that we needed a place to call home. So we made the very difficult decision to immigrate him here to the United States. And that immigration process took something beautiful and sacred, and it turned us into a list of strict, rigid legal requirements. We had so much privilege, and even still, it was excruciatingly difficult and confusing to navigate. At one point, an immigration officer sent our paperwork to the wrong embassy, and that one mistake took more than six months to fix. And in the meantime, I'm in Alaska, and he's in France. We're just making late-night late phone calls across the time difference, trying to maintain some sort of shred of, of connection. I'd spend hours on hold with immigration, only to be told that I can call at most once a month. And in the meantime, there's just this distance growing between us. We kept telling each other, we're worth it. We're worth it. But by the time he arrived in Alaska, we were both so exhausted. Our relationship was built on a foundation of freedom and spaciousness, and we suffocated under all the expectations and the stress. Anchorage is a far cry from Paris, and despite all of our effort, we couldn't adapt to the changes. Thomas felt isolated and purposeless. And I felt lost myself. I never wanted to be someone's wife or their everything. I felt resentment growing and building. We both put in so much, yet felt like we got so little in return. And eventually we realized that in order to love ourselves, we had to learn to let each other go. And our goodbye, it is as beautiful as our hello. We spent our last few days nestled in a cabin in the woods, watching the autumn leaves fall and show us death can be exquisite. We held each other like when we first met. We were uncertain, but we tried to stay present. We gave grace to a multitude of mistakes, and we honored our lessons. And when the grief overwhelmed us, and it did, we reminded each other that our depth of grief reflects our depth of love. And we have been tremendously, profoundly loved. And when the time came to say goodbye, we walked each other as far as we could. We held each other one last time. We counted to three and let go. <laughs>